How's it going, everybody? Rich here, and welcome to an Embarrassment of Rich's podcast, episode 2, recording this on November the 12th, 2016. I hope everyone's having a great day, and welcome to the place where we talk about anything nerdy in the crazy world of entertainment. Today's topic is once again going to be Star Wars, but in a world of a billion franchises, what makes Star Wars so popular? I could certainly go into how TV shows, regular books, comic books, toys, and especially nowadays Disney marketing has kept uh, Star Wars seems so fresh even almost to its 40th year coming up next year. But for today, I'm going to talk about in particular the movies. It's what a lot of us started on and uh, sort of the benchmark of the Star Wars uh, franchise. The first thing that I, most people can think of immediately is the reach for Star Wars is generational. The originals came out in the 70s and 80s. You heard stories of how people would line up for, you know, hours and days to try to get into a show. You see the lines go up, down the sidewalks. So you still hear adults talk about it nowadays. And uh, I do think that it's kept even it kept its power, especially in the box office, even till today. I mean, Star Wars made, Star Wars Episode Seven at least, made $2 billion. That's, you know, only three movies have ever done that. It's very, very, a very, very impressive feat for any movie. Especially one that's, you know, almost 40 years old as a franchise. And I was a, I was a kid in, in the prequels. I started watching the prequels as a kid, and regardless of how people feel about it, it made them a ton of money. And it did show Star Wars to a new generation. People still love certain characters from the prequels. Yeah, they may not like Jar Jar Banks, but people love Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi. People love Jango Fett. People love Darth Maul. All these cool and interesting characters, cool different locations. It's one thing Star Wars does very well as locations, but I'll talk about that in a little later on. And now we have the new trilogy. Kids nowadays are now seeing Star Wars from a whole new view. Sure, maybe some of the story structure can be the same, but we'll definitely talk about story in a little bit because Star Wars is basically all about story. You meet cool characters and things like that. Parents love to show the movies to their kids. Because they remember seeing it as a kid. It's a very bonding experience for them. Star Wars is about family. It's about bonding. It's about getting to together with everyone and having a great time at the movies. There is a reason why Disney wants to release a Star Wars movie every December. So many families go out to see movies together as a family, and so many families love Star Wars. So it makes perfect sense to them. Christmas means family. Family means bonding together. And what's a better place to bond is at the movies, watching Star Wars. It's, it's really a brilliant strategy by them, and it's something I think they will use for sure in the future. When I was younger, I used to play at a card shop every Saturday. I played for years and years and years. Had a great time, met a lot of my friends still up at home. They're great, great human beings. I will always remember, though, one time I was done playing games. My mom and dad picked me up, and then they told me we're going to go see Star Wars. And it's weird how little memories like that stay with you so much. Some families, you know, did other things. Some families like certain music, love certain TV shows they would watch together. For me, it just always sort of stuck in my head that Star Wars was family for me. We would always go see the movies together, we would watch the movies together. And I think that's uh, a big pull to why Star Wars is so popular. It has that sort of effect on people that almost reminiscing or nostalgia of, you know, when you were with your family having a great time. Of course, Star Wars has plenty of other reasons why it's popular. Let's let's face it, the story is simple. Anyone can get it. It's underdogs fighting against a super powerful evil. It's good versus bad. It's black versus white. You know, it's very... It's so simple, but the locations and the detail are what make it so interesting. It's the first huge blockbuster movie in space. 
Of course, it's not the first blockbuster. I would say Jaws is the first true movie blockbuster, but Star Wars truly changed cinema. And even though Star Wars has such a simple story, it has a refined story. It comes from one of the greatest storytelling devices and forms of all time, which is a hero's journey. Hero's Journey was start, uh, originally introduced in 1949 by uh, Joseph Campbell in uh, the book The Hero with a Thousand Faces. It's a, it's an extended plot device that has 17 stages. You don't need to use all of them to sort of create the hero's journey, but Star Wars does take a ton from it. To quote Campbell himself, he said, A hero ventures forth from a world of the common day into a region of supernatural wonder. Fabulous forces are encountered, and a decisive victory is won. The heroes come back, comes back from this adventure with the power to bestow boons on his fellow man. Of course, it's a really interesting uh, sort of decision to do, but it has many other stages. The hero gets the call to adventure, sort of reaches out and sees a new life for himself, and he wants to go there. He meets a mentor figure. He may have an atonement with a father, a father figure, and of course has uh, points, uh, many points as a transformation as a hero. So as generic as that seems, so many classic movies, especially nowadays, have been built off that. Stories like The Matrix with Neo. Books like Lord of the Rings with Frodo. Harry Potter. Tons of movies like that. They all have samples of the hero's journey. But story aside, you can find almost anything in Star Wars that someone may like. I do find that as generic as it is, Star Wars is very personable. Personal. Some char- some people like the characters, some people like the comedy, the action, the visual effects, the romance, depending on the movies, you can say direction, the universe, planets with exotic locations and creatures. Just take the characters for instance. It's based off a farm boy, a princess and a scoundrel. But there's so much more than that. Foam Boy becomes one of the most powerful entities on in the universe. Dreams of leaving his planet. Dreams of going farther away, learning new things, meeting new people, and becoming a better person. I mean, back in the 1970s, Princess Leia wrote the book on powerful female characters. She wasn't a damsel in distress. She was a character with sass. She was a character that questioned everything, who was strong. She might have been the smartest of all of the three. She seemed definitely seemed the most witty. She's a character that, you know, women today even still latch on to. She's one of the quintessential female characters, in my opinion. Then you got Han Solo, the scoundrel. You know, a guy who was always sort of on the run, always sort of, you know, swindling. And now he's balancing the life he knew before with the now. He was always the coolest guy in the room, but when he sees a new cause, he ends up changing. Which is uh, obviously a big step for him, because he was always sort of trying to play people and get, you know, farther ahead. The universe, as I said earlier, you know, exotic locations, snow planets, sand planets. It's very easy to, you know, figure out the locations. Tatooine ends up being a planet, you know, with a lot of sand. Hoth is just a very cold planet. It's a very icy world. But there are still places that still resonate for it with you by everywhere has a different, you know, architecture. Everything on Tatooine seems so sandy and grimy because of, you know, the location. Everything in Hoth was built differently because it had to deal with the cold. They spent a lot of time thinking about what each location would do. That's a big reason that Star Wars is popular. People love the locations, and they love to come up with new ideas of 
oh man, would this person be able to live here and there? Star Wars always allows for a ton of imagination. And I think that's one thing they do absolutely fantastic. But for me personally, Star Wars latches on to me because of the music. Star Wars is a big reason I love music. I have a music degree. John Williams is one of the reasons why I love music so much. He's one of the greatest composers of all time. He would be on the com- the music compo- uh, movie composer, Mount Rushmore, probably with Bernard Herrmann, Ennio Morricone, and then, I don't know, there's a bunch of other ones, Hans Zimmer, James Horner, Danny Elfman, any of those could all be on there. But Star Wars does something very, in an older style, a style um, by Wagner, he would always have themes for all the characters. Most commonly, you probably know of the theme, The Ride of the Valkyries. You know, it's a very common theme. And whenever the Valkyries would come in, they would you would hear that uh, theme. Star Wars does something very similar. And they even like to take bits and pieces of who they are as characters and put them into the theme. Think of the Imperial March. It's such a, a rigid, such a structured theme, much like the Empire himself. I do like the individualized look of all the characters. But at the end of the day, Star Wars is so hard to narrow down why it is so popular. Because Star Wars can be whatever you want it to be. It can be your escape from a long day. It can be the start of your own hero's journey. It can be nostalgia for the past or memories with your family. It can be a ton of different things. So many franchises can do that nowadays, but few can hope to do as well as Star Wars. Much like how the Beatles were just at the right place at the right time, feel like Star Wars was the same, even almost, even after almost 40 years. still feels like it's the right place and time for Star Wars. Hope you enjoyed my short podcast today. If you have any uh, comments or concerns or any feedback, you can find me on my Twitter, at Richard Rosansky, and possibly even tell me what to do next. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great rest of your day, and have fun.